Max Lucado relates the story of a man who uh, dared God to speak. Burn the bush like you did for Moses, God, and I will follow. Collapse the walls like you did for Joshua, and I will fight. Still the waves like you did on Galilee, God, and, and I will listen. And so the man sat by a bush near a wall close to the sea and waited for God to speak. And God heard the man. So God answered. He sent fire, not for a bush, but for a church. He brought down a wall, not of brick, but of sin. He stilled the storm, not of the sea, but of a soul. And God waited for the man to respond. And he waited, and he waited, and he waited. But because the man was looking at bushes, not hearts, bricks, not lives, seas, and not souls, he decided that God had done nothing. Finally, he looked to God and asked, Have you lost your power? And God looked at him and said, Have you lost your hearing? I'm afraid that a lot of us have lost our hearing and really aren't hearing any more from God himself. Since the 60s, our nation has been losing its hearing, as far as I can see. Back then, we were told that we needed to cast off all the, all the old outdated ways of thinking and values and basically just quit feeling guilty and bad about immorality. This was the time of the sexual revolution, of the dawning of the age of Aquarius, it was a time to turn on, tune in, and drop out. The God of the well, the God is dead theology that became popular at that time defined God as that voice in the back of our head that made us feel guilty when we said the D word. We were told that we didn't need to listen to that voice anymore. And I had bought into that. I was caught up in that wave. And as I was trying to get started in a career, I was still puzzled that I had values that had been, I thought, inculcated in me from my family that I needed to just get rid of and be done with, that they were old. But then I also remember thinking at one point, why doesn't God make himself known to us like he used to? If there was a God like I read about in the Bible, of course I'd serve him. Well, as I honestly dug into this, I made a tremendous discovery. God had not changed. God hasn't changed at all. He still speaks to us today just like he did in the Bible, just like he did to Samuel. As it says in his word, he is the same 
yesterday, today, and forever. We just need to have ears that are willing to hear and eyes that are willing to see. The thing is, God does speak. In Hebrews, uh, the first chapter, it says, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. Now, let's face it, one of the biggest ways that God has ever spoken to mankind is through Jesus, the word who became flesh and lived among us so that he could die on the cross. Jesus is God's biggest statement to mankind. And that statement is no matter how far you've drifted away, no matter how badly you feel about how you have messed up in life. I love you and I have made a way for you to come home. He's made it clear that he wants an intimate, personal relationship with each one of us. Oswald Chambers said in a devotional uh, based on the passage that we just read, Get into the habit of saying, speak, Lord, and life will become a romance. He wants us to communicate with him. He wants to communicate with us. That's why he sent us a savior. The basis of a good relationship is communication going both ways. Just as the song says, he wants to walk with us and talk with us and tell us that we're his own. He wants to carry on conversations with us. He wants to speak. He wants us to hear. He wants us to speak back. Now, one nation, when we were serving our first congregation and we were we would just go out to the parsonage on weekends, but we were there. Uh, and uh, Sharon and I were in the living room and Sharon, well, the, the kids uh, had been put down to go to sleep. And uh, all of a sudden, Joel came into the living room and said, sir. And uh, we just looked at each other like, where did that come from? I said, well, Joel, what do you mean? I said, well, you called, you called my name. I said, no, must have been somebody outside going back to bed. He went back, then he came on back in again. He said, sir, did you call me? I said, no, Joel, I didn't call you. It didn't take three times for us, though. It dawned on Sharon and me what was happening. And so we said, you know, Joel, it could be the Lord is wanting to speak to you. So the next time, if you hear him call your name again, you just say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. He said, yes, sir. And he went back to bed. 
didn't come in anymore. So the next morning we were sitting at the breakfast table, really curious because you remember the, the word that the Lord had for Eli wasn't really all that good, was it? I mean, he had bad news for Eli. And so, uh, we were kind of concerned. I was kind of concerned. What in the world did, uh, if that was the Lord, what did he say to Joel? And Joel just there eating. He wasn't paying any attention. He, and so finally we got tired of waiting and I said, well, Joel, did the Lord call your name again last night? I said, yes, sir. I said, well, did you answer him? Yes, sir. Did he say anything? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, 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 what did he say? He said, Joel, I love you very much. And that was it. But thank goodness, Joel got to hear the word of the Lord. And we were able to help him to hear God's word. Uh, many of our kids today just need a little help in learning how to talk with God. When I cried out to the Lord and he made himself known to me many years ago, the first way he spoke to me was just through his presence, just through being in the very presence of his love, spoke volumes to me, spoke acceptance to me when I didn't feel like I would be acceptable to him. And then when I started asking questions and through that still small voice, he started giving answers. All of a sudden, my heart was cut to the quick because I recognized that voice. I had heard that voice for years and it tried to push it out of my head. I'd been hearing that still, small voice in the depth of my being for many, many, many years. I just didn't recognize it. He had been so persistent and so patient in lovingly trying to get my attention and so gentle and is just tapping me on the shoulder and blessing me when I didn't have any blessings due me at all, trying to get my attention. That still, small voice, I'd heard it so long, and all of a sudden, I understood just how gracious God was. I'd just actually been taught to drown that voice out. The first thing that the Lord wants us to see in this passage this morning is his persistence in trying to talk to you. He didn't give up on trying to get Samuel's attention, did he? He just kept coming back and saying, Samuel, Samuel, until finally Samuel knew to respond and to listen. Now, if you're one of those who has never knowingly heard the Lord, maybe you're like me. Maybe he's been speaking to you and you just haven't recognized his voice. He very gently 
but persistently called to Samuel until Samuel paid attention. Maybe that's what he's doing to you. Because you see, God does speak to people. And hearing his voice begins by accepting the fact that, yes, God does still speak to people. We just need to start listening. Now, here's some of the usual ways that God speaks. Sometimes it's through the Bible. In fact, this is his word. He always, not just sometimes, he always speaks through his word. And sometimes he'll just quicken something to you as you read it, and he'll just leap out at you like it never has before. I've been studying this book for (laughs) over 45 years now. And every time I read a passage, I see something new and the Lord reveals something new to me. Well, he speaks through creation. You just look around and you'll see he is at work. Just like there's creation out there, you know he also created you. He speaks through other believers. He speaks through music. He may have been speaking to you through some of the songs, the hymns we've already sung this morning. He speaks through circumstances. He speaks, yes, through his spirit, through that still, small voice. And he speaks to us through prayer. Sometimes you'll just know the answer to a question when you ask it. And everything all of a sudden as you're praying becomes clear. Other times, you may just get an answer to that prayer that speaks volumes in a way that it will only speak to you. I've shared with you how one times I just cried out and said, God, have you forgotten me? And walked up and pulled a, uh, an envelope out of the mailbox and opened it. And there was a plaque. See? I haven't forgotten you. I've carved you in the palm of my hand. God spoke volumes in that way to me that day. As I was just feeling so alone and forgotten, he heard me and somehow made a way for that plaque with a nail scarred hand to be right there in the mailbox. Now, you are unique. And God speaks to us all in unique and different ways, including miracles. Uh, the, in other countries uh, where Christianity is taboo, God is also revealing himself repeatedly through dreams. Uh, report after report uh, confirms that an unbeliever who has never heard of Jesus dreams of him but doesn't know who the man in the dream is or what the dream means. And then a messenger, a missionary comes and shows a film about Jesus' death and resurrection. And the one who has dreamed recognized the man in his dream. It's Jesus, the Son of God. I want you to listen to this account of a minister that I came across, from a minister I came across the other day. And notice as you're listening, how many ways God speaks in this account that he gives. 
One day I was driving and I saw a hitchhiker walking down the side of the road. I heard the still, small voice of the Lord say, Pick up that hitchhiker. At first I thought, no, that's just me because I really didn't want to. I didn't want to. In fact, I even passed him by. But after I passed, it was like the Holy Spirit was yelling at me to pick him up. So I made a U-turn and went back for him. After we started driving, he asked me, so what do you do for a living? And I answered, I'm a minister. And he looked at me and said, are you kidding me? Just two minutes ago, I prayed and I said, God, send someone to help me. I need one of your workers to help me. We spent about 20 minutes together. He had been born again years ago, but he rededicated his life to the Lord. I also led him uh, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he received his prayer language. It was a prayer, powerful time of ministry. When I dropped him off, he got out of my truck and said, I want you to know this was going to be my last night. I was going to end everything tonight. I prayed today and I said, God, if you love me, you're going to have to show me. And spending time with you today has really encouraged me. I feel like a new man now. You see, he had started off beaten down and considering suicide, but he left encouraged and ready to go live life. How many different ways did you see God speaking uh, to both of these men in this particular thing? Of course, I see the still small voice. I see him speaking through, they spoke through each other to them. And we see answered prayer and circumstances all going together. That's the way God is. Sometimes it's a combination of things that you just can't deny if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Now, let me just share a couple of tips with you on how to hear God. First of all, just like Samuel, you have to be still. You have to get quiet. In his book, Directions, author James Hamilton shares this insight about listening to God. Before refrigerators, people used ice houses to preserve their food. Ice houses had thick walls, no windows, and a tightly fitted door. In winter, when streams and lakes were frozen, large blocks of ice were cut, hauled to the ice houses, and covered with sawdust. Often the ice would last well into the summer. One man lost a valuable watch while working in the ice house. He searched diligently for it, carefully raking through the sawdust, but did not find it. His fellow workers also looked, but their efforts too provided, proved futile. A small boy who heard about the fruitless search slipped into the ice house during the noon hour, and soon he emerged with the watch. Amazed, the men asked him how he found it. 
He said, I closed the door. I laid down in the sawdust and kept very still. Soon I heard the watch ticking. Often the question is not whether God is speaking, but whether we're still enough and quiet enough to hear. Yes, Jesus assures us that our Heavenly Father always listens to us, but do we really listen to Him? Do we follow the instructions of Psalm 46.10? Be still and know that I am God. Another thing that we need to do is to not run off and leave him. And we're so prone to do that. There's a cowboy who is riding his uh, horse down a dirt road when a police officer flashed his lights and pulled him over. He said, sir, I've been trying to pull you over for a mile. Do you know that your wife fell off the horse a mile back? The cowboy smiled and replied, thank goodness. I thought I was going deaf. <laughs> well, if, uh, if you're having a difficult time hearing God's voice, make sure you haven't left him somewhere back down the road. Last thing, seek his best plan instead of your best plan. You remember the story of Mary and Martha? Jesus was teaching in their home. And Martha was hustling and bustling and running around trying to be a good hostess. And at the same time, she was really upset with Mary because Mary wasn't doing anything but sitting there and listening to Jesus. And this is what it says in the Word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations. Do you hear that? Martha was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. You see, there was the Word of God incarnate. God Himself was sitting in Martha's home, sharing the words of life. He was sharing His best plan for her, and yet she was totally consumed with her plan to be a good hostess. She was trying to do something good for Jesus by do, being a good hostess, but she couldn't hear him. It says she was distracted by all her doing. Do you see that? We learn here from Martha that you can't hear what he has to say as long as you're focusing on your own agenda. Samuel listened and when Samuel heard, he spoke to the Lord and he acknowledged his presence. And then he listened some more. And we see from the rest of the account about Samuel 
that he kept on listening and obeying the rest of his life. You see, two great things come out of this. First of all, was growth. It says, it says, and Samuel grew. He grew not only in years and stature, but in grace and goodness and wisdom, in knowledge and understanding. He grew both in things natural and spiritual. He grew. We can't grow spiritually if we don't listen to the Lord. And also, he experienced God's presence with him. Once you start listening, you'll hear him a lot. Once you start listening, you can grow and you can know that he is right there with you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.